At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Morning, everybody, and welcome to another Sunday Q&A. Hope you're all well. Hope you haven't blown away in the wind. Curious to know how many of you are actually out on this Sunday morning rather than watching the video because you're putting up fence panels because the wife's gone. The panels in the back garden have blown down. Of course they have. I personally um, decided the wise thing to do would be to change into a much higher, heavier vehicle um, with a bigger, larger sail a week before we ordered the strongest winds ever to come across the whole of England. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I said to everybody, I said, I'm, I'm going to be sensible about it. It's Friday. I'm only going to do local jobs. And sure enough, put one going to um, Nottingham, which is only, I don't know, 125 miles away. <laughs> but the, the journey up there was fine. Absolutely fine. And the journey back, not so fine. Scary, got, I got bounced around about three times. But it's one of them, Whoa, oh dear, that's fine. Whoa, oh dear, that's fine. Uh, loading for Monday morning, so that's all good. Uh, yes, yeah, so, on the subject of bigger high-sided vehicles, it's goodbye to Alice. We um, did the video about um, taking the truck out to the auction and all that kind of stuff and getting the new one, and um, your responses. Dale Steele says, Alice, Alice, who the... Is Alice? How soon they forget that? <laughs> I believe that was Smokey originally, and then Smokey with Roy Chubby Brown. Now my favourite Roy Chubby Brown joke. Quickly. Bus driver. What? Bus driver. What? Bus driver. What? Can you open the doors, please? Probably better when he does it. Uh, only joking. Uh, we all know Alice is. Uh, correct with the auction too. Uh, traps go for a fraction of retail and buyers expect problems, plus a DAF engine won't be expensive. That's what I was thinking, mate. I'm thinking someone who knows what they're doing can get a reconned engine off of eBay or something like that, crane the old one out, put the new one in. Alice sold for £3,300. I can't believe it. I wasn't expecting, I was expecting maybe half that. I haven't got the money yet, so presumably they haven't paid or picked it up. I've never done an auction before, so I'm guessing these things take a while to get through. But I, can't, I bought that trap for 5250 
and I've had it for nearly two years. I put 100,000 miles on it. You just can't cry at that. That's just unbelievable value. I mean, I got the money back on the lorry within the first month of working it anyway. So I, I was very pleased with the way things went out. And the new truck is lovely, which um, will come to that. Steve Campbell. I said, if you're looking for theme tunes for a truck, how about uh, um, Layla by Eric Clapton? Got a name for it, Steve, but thanks for the offer anyway. Martin, congratulations on the new truck. Waiting to see the video on how Veronica looks like. Well, Steve, this is all, this is my, well, Martin, this has all the makings of your lucky day. Because <laughs> as it turned out, um, I did one on the day before the wins. I'll probably put it out Tuesday next week, something like that, on just to walk around the new truck, differences, differences between running in an 18-ton truck. I've been running it a week, and I thought, get it done now while it's still fresh in your mind, because in a month later, you forget what it was like to run a seven-and-a-half ton. Hey, Dale, uh, Dale, how soon they forget, mate, eh? Um, Tony Mason says, drive safe, Pete. Let us know how you get on with Road Lords. I'll try and do something with that, Tone, actually, because... Um, where's my pen? Hold on a second. Because of the funky new phone... I can now have, it opens up to like a mini tablet on the inside and you have two apps running side by side and you'll see this on the truck video but probably not clearly. I'll try and get the, the camera set up so you can see it actually in action. But I've got Road Lords running at the same time as Waze and it's working out really, really well. Road Lords in a seven and a half ton, not special because in a seven and a half ton you could go pretty much everywhere. Road Lords in an 18 ton is very, very good indeed because it's just don't go there, don't go there. Although there have been a couple of times where I've tested it, like I come off the motorway and I'm getting back to the yard and it's trying to send me via Milton Keynes. And I'm thinking, well, why, why are you doing that for? It's over there, not over there, but on the whole, a couple of times where like Waze has gone, go that way, Road Lords wants to go straight on. And I've gone straight on, and then to the lights and right, and thinking, Waze was going to take me through that housing estate, and that just would have been grief. So anyway, I'll try and show you in action. Try and film it a little bit, and then we might have to do... I'm doing a few more clip-together videos. They seem to make more sense. And I'm getting a bit better with the computer software, like, you know, so it takes longer, but it just saves all the faff in between, like, you know, so... Uh, Neptune Courier, fantastic rundown, thanks Neptune, loves a new truck, totally jealous, don't be jealous, it's not, don't get me wrong, there are trucks out there, I, I saw one guy once in a tractor unit, it's computer parking, you can order your, uh, you know, if you're going to a, a truck stop, you can order it like the morning before on a computer, this thing was 200 grand, my new lorry was 7k plus that, uh, it's a good truck, it's a good solid truck, um, but it is, it's, it's not shiny like some of them, but I'm still very grateful just to have it. Um, I do miss my truck days. I will I will miss Alice, though. May I say these are exactly the videos we love. Thank you very much, Neptune Courier. I would like to see... You would like to see me reversing into a tight spot. Yeah, I will say the 18-ton is much trickier to reverse than the 7-up. And it's not it's spinning it round. I had to go to Morrison's, and I'm trying to get to, you know, because you're trying to get to the back bit, but sometimes you can't work out where the back bit is. And I got into Morrison's car park, where, they, where you obviously go to get your shopping, like thinking that it might be at the back of the car park, and it wasn't. It was the next road along. Signs would have been helpful. Spinning it round in Morrison's car park was very, very different to spinning the Alice round. Driving Alice round is like driving a Luton round. Driving this thing round, it's like watch the tail, watch the front, watch the tail. It's that much. That extra metre on the back of the bed makes all the difference. It's surprising. Um, reversing into a tight spot. Uh, M4 Productions. Glad to see you finally made it in 18 ton. Yep, you're right. It's probably going to be a lot more RDC work. Waiting time may be longer at least, but you don't. You you won't have to open up the curtain all the time, and probably easier runs as well. Yeah, I, I did. That was 
uh, Friday was RDC. And not as much, again, not as, uh, my first two days were Lathams, which were multi-drops with wood, opening up the curtain on the time and handball, um, which I used to do in the seven and a half ton, and I like the first Lathams. I mean, I don't know how heavy it was, but I went with the second one, rather. I went round the corner, and I could hear the wheels scraping on the, on the, you know, the wheels on the wheel arches. I'm thinking, how much they put on me? As it was, I had to go like two miles up the road. That's not an excuse, but I didn't want to test it. So, but yeah, <laughs> well, hopefully you're right. Hopefully I will get regular RDC runs. We'll see. In fact, I've got RDC. I've got um, Morrison's on Monday morning. Came out of uh, just like a local career firm, 10 o'clock booking time. But uh, Johnny Van Courier says... Um, it's all come together nicely, and I hope you make more money as a result. Good luck, pal. Thanks, Johnny, and other people that wish me luck. John Pacey, Warty500. Um, thank you very much. James Canning says, The only pain with the 18 tonne is it's like steering a narrowboat around the roundabout, uh, as compared to 26, which steers like a dream, especially when going down the old military road on the A83 at Scotland. Yeah, like I say, I found that in the car park. Spinning it around, going around, it's like, wall going around here. You get used to it, but... It's different. It's very different. So I'm surprised how different it is driving it in comparison to the old one. Uh, B. Carroll. It might be time to start thinking about a spare truck with your fleet growing soon. You'll have to service and repair one every week. It's not that big. And the problem I'd always have with a spare truck is I'd be sitting there looking at it going, that could be out making money. That could be out making money. I'd rather have um, a driver off the road than a truck off the road. Because a driver off the road is going to cost you the driver's wages for the day, which is with the VAT and the tax and all that kind of stuff. It's, what, 120, 150 quid. A truck off the road is 500 pound SUX is 350 quid. It makes more sense to have a lorry off the road than it does to have a driver off the road. Uh, sorry, the other way around. Driver off the road is a lorry off the road. Dale Steele again says, I think the proxy... Oh, we're on a BP thing, so I've got BP things on the front now. I think the proximity is mainly for cyclists and for the overhang. You can easily catch vehicles in sharp turns. Getting used to the beepy things. I kind of think, you know, when I'm beeping going past cars, I know, but then I'm waiting for one day to go beep, 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 and go, ah, didn't see that bollard there. That saved me some, that's just saved me a wing, thank you. Uh, James186 says, if you haven't already figured it out or been told, the proximity sensors keep them clean. It can help the audible alarm. Otherwise, he said, because he said, if you don't, it'll go beep, 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 beep when you're driving for a field. And you're like, there's nothing there. Thanks, James, for your advice. Uh, Nick the Urban Trucker. Hello, mate. Uh, Pete, good luck with the new wagon. Hope you get a good price raise. I've had a result. Thanks, mate. Um, uh, the price of trucks at the moment are ridiculous. I've just bought another tractor unit myself. The proximity sensor will do your head in if it hasn't been correctly set up. Even driving in the rain can set them off. What you can do on some of them is turn the volume right down or remove the little speaker in it, or you can just keep an eye. So you can keep an eye on the red light um, when manoeuvring. You should really need. You, you shouldn't really need it in a DAF LF if you have your mirror set up correctly, mate. You're right. I've got the mirrors, but I'm going to keep it. It's not that irritating. I've got used to it. So the only thing that gets me is you turn it. You get in the morning and suddenly the truck goes beep 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 beep. Oh God, what's wrong with it this morning? Oh no. It's proximity sensors telling me I'm parked next to huge driver training. But again, I'll expect that after a while. I expect it to go beep, 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 beep when I get in the morning and go, okay, fine. Um, Steve Campbell says, that's what a beeper is. You would get, you would get used to the beeping I have. Um, I said, I've driven wagons that shout at you when they're turning left, when indicating left. I think, yeah, you know, vehicle turning left, vehicle turning right, warning, vehicle is reversing. You think, well, I suppose... I wonder if it helps. I think it probably does help. You know, people maybe less people get run over as a result, which has got to be a good thing. 
Mr. Bruce's. Oh, because kind of, I'm still trying to get the hang of the taco. Sometimes it seems to go on hammers, and then I look at it, it's gone bad. I don't know what's going on. I need a bit more time on that one. Pete, the taco can be changed from the setting because we had a daft put on brake instead of hammers. And yes, you get plenty of breaks, but it's easy to relax and forget until you get pulled over and explain why you've done nothing else apart from drive and brake. And he's always been told um, to stay in the cab sounds good until you're asked to explain when was the last time you stopped to fill up. You know, kind of like, you've got to have it on hammers to fill up, like, you know. I'm just trying to, I'll get the, I'm, I'm trying to click it to where it needs to be when it needs to be. So whereas before, I would get there and it's on hammers and I'd have to flick it on to brake. Now, I get there, it goes on to break, and I've got to remember to flick it on the hammers. It is six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's just a matter of me getting into the routine of doing the taco, but I'll get the hang of it. Uh, David Parks says, With regards to taco, mate, you need a workshop car to change the setting. The guys in the garage can change it. If I don't get the hang of it, there is a place down in Leighton Buzzard. I'll run it into them and go, guys, can you do my taco here, please, because it's doing my head in. But thanks for your advice, mate. I appreciate that one. Uh, Nick the Urban Trucker, again, says, Oh, yes. Hi, Pete. A bit of good news for you, mate. Your DAF LF is already a one-star rating for the London DVS scheme. Basically, it means you're not required to fit any cameras or additional equipment to, for it to be compliant. Unlike your DAF CF, which has a zero rating and needs all the expensive cameras to be compliant with DVS. This is because the cab in the LF sits lower on the chassis. The cab, uh, to the cab on the CF. It gives you better visibility. To register your new truck with the DVS system, you go to the TFL website and it's really easy to add your vehicle to the system. You could do this today and be driving in London tomorrow, mate. It'll only cost you the £100 LEZ charge. Well, Nick, that is good news. That's really, really, really good news. I'm really, really pleased to find out that I can now go into London. <laughs> so when the job's there, and I go, it's going to cost you a £100 charge, and I go, that's fine, we'll pay it. Once again, I'll have the joys of going to the LEZ and the city. <laughs> and Soho, but this time in an 18-ton truck. Mate, I'm stressed out. <laughs> what good news that is. <laughs> Actually, joking apart, um, yeah, I'm going to go into it today because there is that one. I mean, I mean, recently there's been a few. There's, oh, there's one going to Hounslow. There's one with Felton. And in an 18 ton, I've got more chance of saying it's going to cost you £100 more because, you, you know, if they want to move 14 pallets, they might go, that will swallow it. So, yes, yes, that is good news. That's really, really, really good news. Thanks very much. Genuinely, thank you. And not just me, Gordon's is an LF as well. So he's going in London too. I think he might be leaving soon. I can't imagine why. <coughs> M4 Productions. Turtle speed is better for backing onto loading bays when the pedal is more sensitive. Yeah, I'm trying to get turtle speed. doesn't actually make it go any slower or faster than normal reverse or normal forward. It just means the pedal adjustment seems to be different. Once again, something I'm getting used to. But thanks for the advice. I also haven't got any rubbers on the back of mine. Which means when it reverses onto a bay, it hits the doors, which is probably why the hinges have dropped. I'm wondering, you know, like on the bottom of Alice, on either side of the bed, I had these rubbers. So when you reverse it onto a bay, the rubbers hit and went dunk. I wonder if I want to get some more rubbers. Comments, please. Um, Steve Campbell. 
not allowed to sleep in a day cab even with foam. You can nap for an hour or so, but not a night out, so no point in buying the foam. Yeah, I, I know that you don't, if you sleep in the cab overnight, uh, it doesn't count as break. So you can say, well, I've had nine hours sleep. And they go, where did you sleep? And you go there. And you go, no, no, nine hours sleep. Show me the hotel. Show me the receipt. Show me your mate's house where you stay. But that doesn't count. But I did think it would be, you know, if you saw what I was thinking more along the lines of, if um, I did them, you know, out of Slough in the morning where you pick it up at like three o'clock and you drop it at six and then you don't get anything till eight. If I had a bit of foam, I could roll it down and I could have like a two-hour kip. It's not like a proper night's sleep, but just a two-hour kip. And that could work for that. But alternatively, just don't do it. Um, uh, Big Foz. This is interesting. So I pe- for sleeping in a day cab, I used to use a portable hammock designed to clip over the top of the doors. Not ideal by any means, but it was a saviour on rare occasions it was used. I think it's called a truck snoozer. Better than trying to sleep across the seats. However, it was a pain getting in and out of the cab when you use it. Worth a thought, though. Yeah, Big Foz, that would be better for... Um, um, you know, sort of, if I did that rather, you know, couple, just run a couple of hours kit, but if I finish up at um, sort of Birmingham and think, right, okay, nothing for two hours, I'll just put the hammock up, jump in, have a couple of hours sleep. So I'm going to look that one up, mate. I'll, I'll, I'll see how that one goes. Okay, I might just not do it, but I am certainly going to have a look and I appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Uh, Wayne Rawlins says, when you showed us Charlie on the truck changeover video, I thought it was some kind of voodoo doll. When Charlie was bought, it is kind of a. I think they marketed them back in the day. I don't know how long. I don't even know if they still make them. And it was kind of like a friendly voodoo doll, and they had lots of little different ones, and you know, a little nurse one or a fireman or something like that. And my kid bought it for me, and she was about. Oh, it must be going back fifteen years now. And ever since then, she's always. He's always travelled with me, Charlie. He's keeping me safe. So it's just one of those weird things. You become attached to it for no apparent reason whatsoever. But when I was changing it over, I dropped it. I thought I'd lost it. I was tearing the truck to pieces. And then I got out and realised it had fallen just by the wheel. I'm like, Charlie, get back in there. <laughs> I need you to look after me in a new lorry. So he's now safely ensconced hanging off my little cradle thing, which you will see in the upcoming video. Uh, Steve Campbell. Uh, so I used to take a oh, and then finally an affair, Steve Campbell. I used to take a bag very similar to an overnight bag to go to court. I worked it every time I took the bag to court with me. I didn't get sent down, and when I went to court and didn't take the bag, I got sent away. Take the bag, <laughs> Steve. I hope you're doing all right with the bins, mate. You know, I hope you're doing well. Still heard nothing back from Circuit, but I haven't pushed it yet. But I will. I'll, I'll try and speak to her. I kind of has been. I've been busy. So, we also did one on weight and return and day rate. I kind of covered it before, but it's sometimes I, I lose my own videos because I, I go, oh, I'll do a link to that, and I go scrolling through them and I can't find it. I think, I'll oh, just do another one, like, you know. Um, Steve at SDC Services says, I think it's called experience, Pete. Weight and returns are great unless you get a dinosaur shipper that wants to pay a pound a mile on the way out and half on the way back. How anyone can run an extra long wheelbase at 50p a mile, I'll never know. I run at 110 a mile and 70 back. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I can't wait in return, right? You're absolutely right. Um, the best weight in returns are the ones where they need you, like when I did the Street Fighter job. And they paid me, because I had to wait for like five hours, they paid me four money on the way up and four money on the way back. So I got one ten a mile from like Dunstan, from Watford to Manchester, and then I got one ten a mile, theoretically, back to Watford again, but the job got extended. That was good. It, again, it all comes down to, it's like the day rate. You've got to bid what you're happy with. And you tell them what you're happy to do the job for. You want me in the van for the day, it's going to cost you this. They say yes or no. If they say no, fine, let someone else do it. Uh, driven by Phil, said the flip side of waiting returns, if you live in South Devon, you'll end up back here. What it lacks in jobs down here, though, it certainly makes up for in beauty. I'm sure it does, mate. I've got a fancy Devon. You know, one day when we retire, I've got a plan to retire. I sell this place. I'm going to buy a massive glass dome. Um, you know, like one of the Eden Project things, one of the great big round things. Um, so that the wife's got somewhere to put the plants because they'll be huge by then. And then I'm going to buy a dinghy, one of those little tiny wooden fishing boats with a bit up front, pop, 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 and just go fishing. I haven't been fishing since I was 16. I'm 52 now. So I'm absolutely not qualified in any way, shape, or form. You've got to do something, haven't you? Um, right, so bring their weights up in beauty. Uh, keep, keep safe on Friday. Uh, Bristol to Barnstable was the scariest drive I've ever done. Scary even than that roundabout in Hemel. Yeah, I, I think the winds down there were supposed to be an absolute shocker. We weren't too bad up here, but I hope you're all okay. I hope no one's had any disasters with the wind, so I hope you all stay safe. So on to the wise guys now. Um, Nick the Urban Trucker, he says, Hi Pete, because oh, we, we were talking about Steve uh, Campbell when he was sort of not having the seatbelt on for going like places to places. Uh, hi Pete, where you don't need to wear a seatbelt legislation, driving a goods vehicle and deliveries that is travelling no more than 50 metres between stops is the exact wording used for delivery drivers. Uh, so the idea being, if you're in an Amazon and you're on one side of the street and then you've got to drive to the end of the street to get some more boxes off, you don't have to put your seatbelt on, as long as it's less than 50 metres. And then Godzilla's came in, he said, from experience, the police uh, tend to look the other way under quarter of a mile. I asked one once and I found it unrealistic to put your belt on 150 times a day and the cop said, if you had proof you was in that area, as long as it's in the quarter mile, they tend to ignore it. He said, but don't quote me on that. And Nick the Urban Trucker agreed. And the thing that I find the strangest about those statements is the fact that you two actually agreed on something, which I think is great. Well, I'm very pleased. Two of the wisest people that comment on my channel all the time, although sometimes have a tendency to disagree, Agree, and I think that's lovely. I think it's lovely when we all agree. That's wonderful, isn't it, really? Free speech is a wonderful thing, but isn't it nice when we all... So, well done, guys. 
Um, Patrick McNicholson says, Hi Pete, um, I'm using a Luton on the CX. How do I price when going to Republic of Ireland, which includes ferries? Cheers, mate. This is why I put this in the wise guys. I don't know. I never ran to Republic of Ireland. The, the only countries I ever went to were Wales and Scotland. That's the only time I've ever been across the water to a foreign country was on the Prince of Wales Bridge. And now I'm in a lorry. I'm standard national anyway. I ain't going nowhere. Um, Isle of Wight, maybe. Um, so anyone knows how to put... I mean, now with the Brexit and the changes, you've got to be careful about the paperwork that you put in. I'm sure Nick's put something in this before, but if we can help uh, Patrick Minnickles out about changes, what, what, how to price loot and jobs to Republic of Ireland, please do. And also the thing to bear in mind is you very, very little comes out of Ireland on the CX. John Armani in Ireland's told me this. So you've got very, very few jobs. So you really want to price a job two ways. So you've got, you're going to take into account the fact you're going to be coming back empty, and that makes you very price uncompetitive, price prohibitive, because people don't want to pay that kind of money, I think. But we'll, we'll wait for the experts to get me back on that one, because I'm going to put my hands up and say I don't know. Right, trucks. David Goodfellow says, Road Lords is great. I use it in a 44-tonne Arctic. I have to check sometimes where it's taking you, but I've been around Mid-Wales this week, and it's not taking me wrong. Like I say, David, since I've been using it with the 18-tonne settings rather than the 7.5-tonne settings, it's a nice piece of kit. And bearing in mind that I've just had to shell out for a new lorry, I didn't want to shell out for TomTom Pro or one of them Garmin things, and Road Lords is certainly doing the trick. Ian Williams, he says, just a quickie regarding tracking number plates. I said, why do we need number plates? We're in, a, we're in the 21st century. Why don't you just put a chip on, on the car that tells everybody where it is and what it is and Bluetooth it and, all, and sort of GPS it, you know? For the last couple of years or so, the police and the DVSA can actually log into your tachograph via Bluetooth and check your driving time breaks, weekly rest, and a whole host of stuff. The telltale sign and then being logged into the vehicle is when you're driving, there's a small Bluetooth symbol in the tacho will be visible. They can do this while you're sat behind you, so you're not aware the check is happening. With this in mind, I'm sure your number of plate stays will be outnumbered, or the best with the 18 tonner. Uh, Nick, the Urban Truck has put a little kind of caveat on that on the bottom of it. He says it's not quite right. He says it's a myth that the DBSA are doing this. The only tachograph units that are fitted so that are one sold after the 15th of June 2019, and the software in them isn't utilised. It's only very basic information that can be transmitted. And he goes on to more detail. So if you're worried about that one, if you go to the comments under Ian Williams, um, um, trucks put that one in. I think it's probably something that will become more prevalent as time goes by. I think the answer is just simply don't infringe. I, I quite like it. If, you know, I used to be in the car, when I was a kid, I'd been pulled over before, and you think, they're pulling over. I've done nothing wrong. I wasn't speeding. I've got tax. I've got insurance. And they could pull you over just for some reason whatsoever, check you out completely. At five o'clock in the morning, in the van, I've been pulled over near of Christmas. And I know what he's pulling me. He's pulling me to see if I've had a drink the night before, and um, it's blowing his bag time. Because as soon as he opens the window, I'm bright as a, you know, a brand new squirrel and I'm super shiny. Morning, I'm like, how are you? I'm on my way to market. No, I was happy I was taking money then. And they're just like, okay, son, on you go. So, yeah, the trick is just don't do anything wrong. As long as you don't do anything wrong. I used to feel like, I used to feel guilty. I was a police car behind me. And then one day I went, yeah, and? <laughs> what? Uh, James Canyon. He says, vans over two and a half... Now, this is interesting, this. Vans over two and a half tonne going into Europe, i.e. delivering from the UK to Europe, are needing an operator's licence from the 21st of May. This does not apply to UK internal deliveries, but it'll be interesting to see the development. Um, well known that vans are on the DVSA radar for enforcement action. Yeah, it's... Um, 
I don't know what's going to happen with that one. I think it's watch this space. You know, if it comes in, it comes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It'll be a lot of palaver. It will put a lot of van drivers off the road. Oh, because um, getting operators is a pain. They might, but then they might do the van operators scheme, which might be easier, and then they'll slowly turn the heat up, I imagine. But that's it for trucks. Miscellaneous. Uh, Dale Steele says, always a plain van. When when you cut someone up, they can't complain to you. Um, was Daniel, we had a meeting, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago with Harry, because he'd been a naughty boy. Um, and... Um, Daniel, superhero transport manager, says because he t- he's all curtain sided and they're all they're all livered up, but they're livered up for Ben's firm for HBC. And he said because he's from Romania, and he says I, I realise now that running this country, I don't want my 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 um, my phone number name on the side of my truck. He says because all you get all day long is people complaining. This man's parked his lorry in my street. This man drove his lorry down my street and it was very close to my car. He says you don't get people ringing up going, can you do a job? You just get people whinging. He said, I don't want the headache. Let Ben have it. Fair enough. <laughs> Good to know these things. Also, plane vans are normally, with, from the point of view of the courier exchange, most of the shippers want you to go in on a plane van. Mine says pallet ways on the side of it, but at least it's the same van go transport. Um... Paul Slight says, I'd like to ask about poaching. I've covered this one before, Paul, but if I can't find the video, I'll try and do a link to a video on poaching. If I can't find it, like I said before, I'll just reshoot it. And then that way I'll give it the right title so I won't have to do it again in the future. Um, I know what it is. Uh, But what's the rule of thumb or what's the time limit? Been asked a few times to leave a car, but explained I can't. Even done a job a few times now at the same place where the likes of you the other week so when can you go and yourself a couple of weeks a month perhaps once the invoice is settled tricky one but it'd be useful to know Paul the short answer is never once you go into a place for somebody else you will as you go into a place for somebody else you're representing them so it's always never there's a grey area into what happens if that shipper doesn't put you in like for a month, a year, and it's around a corner, and if you're card in the area? But I'll, I might, I'll see if I, if I haven't done the video. I might try and go into that in a bit more detail. But to be on the safe side, never. What are the consequences and consequences? And consequences. I think I might do a video. There we go. We'll do another one. Why not? What the heck? Don't we hear enough videos on this channel already? More to come. <laughs> Alan Bray. Oh, we're on the Tyne Tunnel. Uh, because it used to have the barriers, and then they took the barriers away, and then I thought that would make traffic easy. But the guys, I'm not near Newcastle, and particularly in a lorry, I very rarely get up there now because my driving hours can't get back in a day, and now I haven't got the sleepy bit, even less likely. Alan Bray says, uh, Tyne Tunnel has auto pay, and it also has an app where you can top up, so it takes the payment from your balance, and you can set it up so when it drops below a, a a certain figure, it auto-tops up. Yeah, a bit like the, the, the Dartford Crossing and a bit like the ULIS charge, which if you've got it and you use it, if you're in the area, even if you rarely use it, I recommend you set yourself up. It costs you like, they normally you sort of have to set yourself up and it might cost you like a tenner or something to put in their account and then you can't accidentally do it. It's much better than getting a fine. As Steve Campbell says, because I said about the free flow, he says, actually, since the time tunnel has gone free flow on Monday, the 8th of December, 2021, there's actually more tailbacks because the 10 boosts on each side is reduced to two lanes and now drivers have to slow right down almost to a stop and cause... So basically, they've got rid of the boost and they cause a bottleneck. 
I don't know, mate. I don't, I'm never up there, so um, I hope it works out all right for you guys. Sharks. Oh, no, consider this. I beg your pardon. Another video to consider. Right, there we go. Another star. Uh, twice in two weeks, I've been offered extra for the handball, and both times they didn't update the system. I completed once. Once it's completed, it can't be ordered. This is the thing. Don't close the job down. Until the money's on the invoice, don't close the job down. I'll have a look to see if I've done that before. If I have, there's a link. If I haven't, then I'll do it again. Sharks. Well, if I haven't, then I'll do it. Because you can't do it again if you haven't done it before. That's just silly. Uh, Sharks says, hello, mate. When I've been correct in thinking that you get reviews as a driver and obviously the higher rate you have, the more likely you are to get a job. It's a bit like eBay where buyers will be more sceptical about buying or someone with zero feedback or negative feedback. Is that the case? Cheers. Yes, it absolutely is the case. And I have done a video on feedback and I will do a link to that one. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's, it's how important is the feedback. It's fairly important, but it's not the end of the world because obviously we all started with no feedback at one stage because at one stage we all had to do our first job. So, but I, you know, it, I, there is a link, so I hope. I remember to put it in. And, um, yeah, I hope that clears things up. Mad Maestro says, this is your grafter, pal. He says, I'm 39, I drive a small van and work nowhere near as hard as you. I do about two and a half K a month. Gross average profits of about 16 to 18 per cap per month. Mate, everyone does it their own way. And this is the beauty of the exchange. You can be an Uncle Albert. You can pop out just to get yourself out and leave your wife's feet, do one or two jobs a day, come home on 80 quid. But it gets you out of the house, it gives you something to talk, you get a bit of driving around, you don't break your neck. Or you can go like me and try and take on the world. But this is the good thing. You do you. You don't get, no one tells you what to do. If you don't want to go to work, don't go to work. You know, it's going to be windy today. Have a day off. I said the next time, if it snowed this, this year, I went, I ain't going out. I'm just going to sort of have a snow day. Because you go, oh, I must go out, I must make money, I must make money. And then you drive yourself mad, and then two days later it's all melted. And you go, why don't I just wait? It would have been easier, wouldn't it, really? So, But, yeah, mate, I applaud I, I, I I, I anyone who does, you know, just who's, who's relaxed, who's got their life sorted, and go, just have an easy life now. My, my mate Darren, the same age as me, he's, he's retired. Admittedly, he was a big-time Charlie. He practically ran extra by the end of it, like, you know. But... Um, yeah, he, he had it all sussed out. For me, I'm working on the Reverend the Maker's principle that if you're not living on the edge, you take up too much room. Stressful, though. <laughs> so, but who knows? My fortunes might change in the near future. We'll see. Uh, McNeil93 says, for leaving vehicles... <coughs> oh, this is to do with if you're on a multi-drop. If you're stopping all the time, should you turn the engine off? Shouldn't you turn the engine off? For leaving vehicles idling, it's worth noticing that turbos don't like sitting idle as you could be reducing the life of your turbo. But as all things, it's a balancing act. Does the fuel saving cost over the years outweigh the potential damage to your turbo? Who knows? It's probably best not to overthink it and easy to do whatever is easiest for you. Yeah. I'll also, I'll do that one on the month we drop monthly, which will be coming up again soonish. But thanks very much for your tips, mate. And you're out there doing the Amazon. All power to you. Uh, Sharks again says, I've been offered work for the same, with a same day firm, and they said, I can keep 60% of any job. What is your opinion? I would say my opinion is how much you're charging jobs, how many are you going to get? If they say you can keep 60% of any job, so well, 60% of what? If I do a job, are you going to charge them like 100 quid, 50 quid, 10 quid? Because if you're charging 10 quid, I'm going to do a job, I'm going to get six pounds. If you're charging it £100, then I might get 60 How I would say, how much are you charging for jobs and how many jobs are you going to give me a day? And then when they tell me that, roughly, I'd half it because everyone, they lie. Um, 
And then I say, okay, well, look, well, I'll do it for a couple of days and see how it goes. And then see what you say, right, okay, I did today, what am I going to get at the end of the day? Okay, I did today, I'm going to get what I'm get at the end of the day. And if you like it, stick with it. And if you don't, say, yeah. I, I, the sceptic in me suddenly goes, but try and see. Always these things, try and see. Try it in the short term. If it works, it works. It's, it's with the Burt Price School of Gardening. You try it. You plant it in the garden, it will live, it will die. Try it. If you like it, keep going. If you don't, don't. Um, Retromaniac says... He says, damn, he says, so 100 miles at, say, 75p a mile, that's the running cost of my van. That scares me. If your van is costing you 75p a mile to run, I'd have a serious look at that because I'm driving an 18-ton truck and that's not costing me 75p a mile to run. It's costing me somewhere in the region of 40-45p a mile to run. So if, you, if your van is costing you 75p a mile to run, I would say it's time to change your van. Your van should be, depending on whether it's a small van going up to like a Luton Curtain side, costing you somewhere in the region of 20 to 35p a mile to run, I would say. But bear in mind, I know nothing. I'm just some complete idiot who keeps making videos, which for some bizarre people, reason watch for which I'm incredibly grateful. Um, Jamie Richardson says there's a talk of the Peak District having to charge to enter I've worked out how this emission thing is going to do what it is, is the emission zone is eventually going to become like counties everybody's going to twig onto it Milton Keynes is getting an emission zone, Northampton's getting an emission zone Dunstan and Luton are getting an emission zone then all they do is just join up and it'll be like, and then it's a bit like that, the, the, the line in The Incredibles isn't it it's, I'm going to make these, these gadgets so that everyone can be super and then as soon as everyone is super, no one is. So what will happen eventually is everyone will get an emission zone wherever you drive from Adby, and it becomes so complicated and so difficult that I have to abolish the whole thing. How long it will take, I don't know. We've been flying saucers by then. Um, and Bennett Bowflyer says, um, great, great vibes video. You need P-R-O-M-O-S-M. Promisum. I have absolutely no idea what that is. Bennett, if you care to enlighten me, that's great. So that's it for Sunday Q&A today. So what I'm going to go and do now, I'm going to edit the video, then I'm going to get on the, um, the TFL website and then register my truck so I can go to London. I love London. I used to work in London all the time. It's a really nice place. Lovely architecture. <laughs> oh, mate, what have you done to me? All right. Okay, guys, wind's gone now. Uh, I hope you're all well. Hope you're all safe. Get out there. Take care. Take money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.